Babies are cute and cuddly, and their smile and coo just melt your heart. They also cry and poop and get gas. And then there are some babies that are Klingons, Velcro babies, koala bears, you name it. The point is that they won't let you go. When you put them down to go to the to go to the bathroom, they arch their back and start screaming as you walk out of the room. Trying to work from home and homeschool your kids with a high needs baby is not an easy task. Does this sound familiar to you? Even just a little bit? Well, we are going to get into uh, what is a high needs baby. Hey moms, welcome to another episode of the Life Unboxed blog show, where we talk about all things entrepreneur, from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important one, keeping your sanity. I am Jody the mom from lifeunboxed.blog, and if you're enjoying this content, I would really appreciate it if you could like the video, subscribe to the channel, and be sure to hit that notification bell. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to download the podcast and to leave a five-star star review wherever you're listening. It truly uh, helps to support the channel. All right, so let's get into a high-needs baby. We all want to be adored and seen as the number one in the eyes of our fans. To have someone watch your every move and cry when you walk out of the room, we want to be the one that gets the biggest smile. We live in a culture where people seek it all the time. Just look at social media. (laughs) But all this changes when your number one fan is your baby. All right, mom. So let's talk about the many shapes of a high needs baby. Because babies come in all shapes, sizes, and temperaments. After having six kids, and you can read my birthing stories, I'll leave a link below or listen to it or watch it, Which, whatever you like to do, I have made it available in all formats. So I will leave a link below. Anyway, so after having six kids, I have seen how true this is. None of my kids have similar personalities at all. They may have similarities, but for the most part, they are all very different. I have had easy babies that are very content to sit in one spot on the floor and play with the toys that you put around them. These babies are like an oasis after a high needs baby. Then there are the babies that stand by the baby gate to cry and fuss while you're making dinner. Then you have the high energy babies. These are the babies that are up at the crack of dawn, ready to play. Then there's the high needs baby. This is the baby that is more demanding, often fussy, and more difficult than the others. So out of six kids, I would say that I've had two high needs babies and one very high needs toddler. And they were all equally different in their level of high needs. Now, 
if this is if you're if you've just had a baby, like that can be overwhelming. And so because you're feeling overwhelming, you may feel like your baby is a high needs baby, but it may not be the case. Um, my second one was my first high needs baby. So I had that kind of comparison of, okay, no, this is what my first one was a high energy baby. Um, and then the second one was the high needs baby. So I kind of had an idea of just the level of fussiness, um, uh, a baby that's not high needs has. And so I have that c- comparison, but let's talk about my first high needs baby. Cause I call him my frustrated high needs baby. Now at the time I was still working in an office. So we had an entire daycare staff to help us. And let me tell you, some days he defeated all of them too. I would go down and just uh, see their looks and I would just try and tell him like, you're bigger than he is. (laughs) You can do this. You're bigger than he is. But he was a screamer and he was constantly fussing at me. He didn't sleep very well He and was difficult. He was the one my husband would take in the car at two in the morning because we lived in a three family home. We couldn't just let him cry. So if he wasn't going to go back to sleep, they went for a drive. And we asked every veteran parent that we came across for advice because we were, we were at our wits end. And I, even though he was in daycare, you know, four days out of the week, we were still pulling our hair out. But we finally got an answer. And I would say it was around when he was maybe nine or 10 months. And one of the parents that we were talking to said, it sounds like he's frustrated. It sounds like his brain is developing faster than his body. And it's just making him really frustrated. Moms, this was the answer that we were seeking. Like, when she said that to us, it was kind of like, you know, that light bulb moment. Like, yeah, I think you're right. So we started to teach him baby sign so that he can, he was still pretty young. I usually would teach, start teaching it around 10 or 11 months, but I think he was nine months when we started teaching him baby sign might even have been a little younger. And so once he started learning to communicate, you know, with those simple signs and then also moving, the fussiness started to subside because finally his body was now cooperating with his brain. To be honest, he did not fully grow out of all of this until he was about five. But things progressively got better as he learned better communication skills now he's like one of the most chilled kids you'll meet. Like we were reading uh, books on, you know, strong-willed child and all of that because we just didn't know what else to do. But it wasn't that he was necessarily strong-willed. He was incredibly frustrated. Okay, so let's talk about the high-needs <laughs> toddler. Um, yeah, this one I think... Uh, was more, was definitely a lot more work. So I had just been laid off. So my daycare was gone. 
Um, I didn't have a job. And so I was home with my 18-month-old toddler and kindergartner. So at the time, she did go to school, but it was only half day, and she went in in the afternoons. So in the midst of trying to get my virtual assistant business off the ground and still applying for other jobs, and I give more details in my story from corporate workhorse to entrepreneur, links below, I had this rambunctious and highly emotional toddler, and he was into everything more than any of his other siblings. Now, this was the fourth one, okay? So I've had three kids ahead of him, and let me tell you, he marched to the beat of his own drum. So a high-needs toddler is much different than a high-needs baby because he can move, run around, and be sneaky. He was no longer in his crib because he kept climbing out of it. So for safety reasons, we put him in his toddler bed. So he had free reign of his room during nap times. And yes, I I would come upstairs to find murals on the wall. And you can just use your imagination as to what medium he used for those murals. So he was one that we did find walking around the house at midnight because he got out of his bed. So we were able to, you know, fix the room so he could not get out at night. But like when, so when I'm, I'm telling you all of this to just give you kind of a taste (laughs) of, um, just how rambunctious he was. Uh, and on top of all of that, he also had a speech a speech delay. So he was beyond frustrated with not being understood when he talked. And honestly, we were all frustrated that we couldn't understand him either. So this led to a lot of emotional outbursts, not for me, from him. Uh, and it took a while to just work through. It took a lot of patience. I did use peace and calming, which is one of uh, Young Living's essential oils on him. And it really did help him. Uh, The improvement to me was uh, overwhelming because I am a skeptic when it comes to stuff like that. But when you have a toddler who is that emotional um, and wearing me out, I was willing to try anything you know, to a certain point. And so, um, the peace and calming, I'm I'm not saying like, oh, he was just so perfect right after. No, he wasn't. He was still himself and still getting into things, but it was like the pause he needed to really, um, consider his outbursts before making it. So that's what it helped with. It helped him to just kind of pause a little bit. So, So that was my high needs toddler. So my other, so my last high needs, my last baby was also a high needs baby, but very different from the first one and from my toddler. So this time I was working, working from home and homeschooling three kids. One was the fourth one. My high needs toddler was now in kindergarten. And then I had a toddler hanging around too. So I had one kid in school, 
and three homeschooling, one toddler, and one baby. Yeah, you know, just throw another one on the pile. We got this. And um, she was born with a very tight tongue tie and lip tie that prevented her from getting um, the milk out. So I had to triple feed her and um, I do share that story in another post. So I'm not going to get into all of it here, but you can definitely go check that out. So, oh, since she struggled to really eat right at first, we had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time together, solely focused on getting the baby a full belly. And this did require um, a lot of time. Our feedings were usually an hour long every three hours. So <laughs> you can do the math. The result was that she was a Klingon baby. She really, really, really only wanted mommy. And for me, like it got to the point where I'm just like, I need a break from her because I just needed a break. And like for a long time, the only way to actually even get her to sleep was if someone held her. Thankfully, the other kids were able to help with that part because um, it would have been really difficult without their help. So um, my second oldest, most of his pictures from that year are of him holding the baby. <laughs> like he's just, he had the, the touch to put her to sleep. So he would do that for me. A lot of times I also, especially when she was really little, I kept her wrapped on me um, with, it wasn't, it's not a Moby wrap, but something similar like that. And, but as she got bigger, then I would use the Ergo carrier and okay, I'm going to, I am totally shameless plug and I will leave the link below. The Ergo is the best carrier. I have used multiple carriers and this is by far my favorite one. No, it is not the cheapest one. But it is well worth every penny. Trust me on that one. Okay. So with because of all of her issues and just needing the one-on-one, -on -one, um, she was very high needs. Like I said, I was mostly holding her a lot, 24-7. We were inseparable. <laughs> she was my Velcro baby. Um she is a toddler now and not quite as high needs. And we did get her eating and got her through the whole lip tongue, the lip tie and tongue tie. She did have to get the surgery done. So it was a laser procedure. So she did get that done so that she could um, eat properly. So, but it took about uh, three months just to get through that. And so by that time, like, yeah, it was me, me and baby. It was all that we were a, a package. So now that she's a toddler, she's not quite as high needs, more of into the diva stage now, expecting everyone to just do what she wants. But, you know, typical, it's the typical age and um, baby of the family. So my oldest daughter is an acceptable replacement for mommy. And once she learned how to walk, she could pretty much get to me at any time. So she was happy. So we did make it through all of these high needs babies. But it does take a physical and emotional toll on you 
more, I would say, more of the mom. If you are the only one that baby is interested in, then you are exhausted all the time. And with a high needs baby, it's the exhaustion is kind of amplified. Now, you love your baby. There is no question about that, but it is still really hard. And mom, it's okay to need a break from your baby if you can get it. And it's okay to ask for help. Don't let the constant demands of your baby rob you of the joy of this time because there is joy. It is so demanding. And sometimes that is like all that we can see is how demanding it is. But there is still joy in the midst of the demands. So hold on to those moments of joy. And I know this is not easy because it just feels like your baby is sucking all of your energy. That might be literally and demanding all of your attention. So just remind yourself that this time will pass. It won't be like this forever. It really won't. So enjoy the snuggles and cuddles while you can. Mom, high needs babies can come in all shapes and sizes and it takes a lot out of you. So stay tuned for part two or check the links below to see if it's already pub- it's already live and i'm going to give you tips and tricks to work from home with a high needs baby and homeschool so tips to work from home and homeschool with a high needs baby mom i am so glad you joined me today for this uh it's not a fun topic but necessary we'll call it necessary topic on what it means to have a high needs baby. Uh, If you want to help spread the word about this video, be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to check out the Life Unbox store for all of your mom boss merch, and you can support the show with coffee. So visit ko-fi.com dot com forward slash life unboxed dot blog and you can buy me a coffee and I drink a lot of it. So for more great entrepreneur content, visit lifeunboxed.blog and I will see you in part two of how to work from home and homeschool with a high needs baby.